Your fitness journey should be messy. It should be ugly. It should be uh, <laughs> disappointing at times. It should be rocky. It should be all over the place, really. Now, this sounds totally different than what you hear on social media. And I'm going to explain what I mean. And I'm going to tell you my story with fitness and how it applies to you and your fitness journey. Because I think that what we really need in a time like this is relatability. We see the top zero 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 point dang it, I said it wrong. Point zero 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 five whatever percent of people on social media. I've mentioned this in a previous episode. We see the sexiest, most fit, most wealthy people on earth on social media. And it's it's really, really discouraging at times because that's not normal. <laughs> like most, there's a reason why there's average. There's a reason why there's an average. Um, there's an average weight, an average level of attractiveness. There's an average level of income. And that is, our perception of that is totally thrown out of whack when we're on social media. Now, thankfully, there are a lot of incredible social media influencers, content creators in the fitness space that have helped me on my journey and I know millions of other people on theirs who actually care about the facts. They actually care about the research. They basically uh, shun anything that is a quick fix because typically a quick fix is a, a quick way to not end up where you want to be long term and have your wallet be a lot lighter afterward. <laughs> so uh, there's plenty of people in the fitness space that are promoting a lot of good. And I personally am really grateful for that because they have helped me so much. They've helped me learn so much. They've helped me uh, just gain confidence in myself and in my journey with fitness. And I want to give back and I'm going to do that today because I am not uh, the most fit guy around and it's going to be a while before I'm close to that. <laughs> so yeah, um, why do I say your fitness journey should be messy and ugly and rocky? Well, there's a really good reason for that. Typically, if everything goes smoothly you don't really learn a whole lot. And this goes for really anything that you can do in life, whether it's a career, in a relationship, um, raising a pet, whatever it might be, if everything goes perfectly smoothly, you're not learning anything. Does it suck that things have to be really hard in order for you to learn things? Yes, but it's how it is. It's part of life and the sooner that you accept it, and welcome it, the happier you'll be. But that's a topic for another day. Problems are always going to arise. 
regardless of how smooth things go. There's a, there's a great way to put this into perspective. Some people grow up very, very privileged in specific ways, yet it disadvantages them later in life because something bad is going to happen. Something horrible and uh, unfortunate is going to come their way. A challenge is going to be presented to them and they're not going to know how to handle it and it is going to be world ending. That's a horrible disadvantage to be really privileged in certain ways. There are other people that have it really, really hard in the beginning and then they learn through those lessons and the rest of their life might be a little bit smoother than the beginning was. So that's why I'm saying that it should be rocky because if everything went perfectly, if everything went smoothly, if everything went according to plan in your fitness journey, the chances are you wouldn't be learning health truths for yourself. You wouldn't be really grasping and understanding and valuing the importance of these, these truths, the foundational blocks of health, especially fitness. Something is going to come up and it's going to be really, really hard for you to handle. But if you've spent some time going through difficult things and having things not quite go the way that you wanted them to, you'll have the knowledge, the experience, and the beliefs to back up the things that you're going to need to do to push through that challenge and succeed. So another way to put it is if everything goes smoothly, whenever you do hit your fitness goal, you aren't going to have the perspective necessary to continue with that lifestyle. It is going to just be a My alarm just went off uh, in my house. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, you're going to be turning it into just a, a time period of your life where you're trying to get fit instead of really sticking to it long term. Like fitness is a lifestyle choice. That's why I hate the phrase, I'm going on a diet. It's like we are the only species on the planet that goes on diets like every other species on earth has a diet and their diet is what they eat now bears for instance will prepare for hibernation right so their diet will shift as far as like how many calories they eat before winter but overall an animal's diet is what they eat why are we the only species that thinks that we need to go on diets in order to be healthy? It's ridiculous. <laughs> we should have a diet that is part of our lifestyle, that is intrinsic to the way that we live our life. So all of that said, like fitness needs to be a lifestyle choice for you a permanent lifestyle choice. Your goals can change. You can bulk, you can cut, you can, you know, uh, train for a marathon. Like there's different goals that you can have, but like the, really the act of being a healthy person, of being a physically fit and healthy person, that's a lifestyle. And whenever things are rocky and ugly and don't go to plan in the beginning, you're really building a solid foundation 
in knowledge, experience, and belief that is going to help you make that a lifestyle for the long term instead of it just be a trend or a fad for you. So I'm going to tell my story because it's, I've, it's just been on my mind. I don't know. Uh, just today, I recommitted to uh, fat loss and I'll explain what I mean by that. But um, yeah, so it's on my mind. I took another step forward in my fitness journey today. And so I'm very excited about that. But we have to go back to when I was a kid. I was a very small kid. Um, I'm still not like a huge person. I'm 5'8". Uh, currently, I weigh 145. So I'm I'm not a very big person. But I was I was a pretty small kid. It's pretty short, uh, quite slender, and I would always get made fun of for it. I got called string bean. I got pushed around quite a bit. Um, it was very easy to push me around because of my physical and emotional stature. <laughs> so um, anyway, fast forward to when I was 19. Now I bring this time period up because mm, it may have been 18, 18 or 19. Um, I was on the beach with my family and I like there were a couple pictures that were taken and there was a picture of me that was taken and I thought it was cool. And I'm going to put it on the screen right now. This is me at 19. You can see that I'm very slender, uh, no development muscular-wise <laughs> or muscle-wise, um, no muscle development. I don't know why that was so hard for me to spit out. Um, now, I had helped my dad move people in and out of their houses before, just kind of as a service thing as a kid. So I would say that for my appearance and for my size, I was fairly strong. Um, I was able to beat quite a few people my size when I would wrestle and stuff like that. So uh, I was scrappy, but I was not large. <laughs> um, so that was me at 19. Then I got married at 20, almost 21. I was almost 21. Is that right? Holy crap, yeah. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, so I got married at 20. And this, and then a year later, so in, in 2021, August 2021, this is what I looked like. Now, it may have been late July, but regardless, after just a year and a half of marriage... I didn't, I didn't, I want, I don't want to say I blew up like a balloon, but it was, um, I was chubby. If you're listening to this on Spotify or something, you obviously can't see what I'm talking about, but I, I was chubby. I was getting a little chunky and it's crazy because it sneaks up on you. Like you can be lean your whole life and be used to eating what you want to eat. And whenever you want to eat it, uh, you know, you could eat it like <laughs> You can be used to not thinking about the food you eat for your whole life. And then one day you look in the mirror and you see some creases and you're like, 
holy shit, like, how did this happen? <laughs> Where did this come from? I, I thought I was like, you, you start realizing, whoa, food, like, obviously I'm eating too much and that that's what's causing this. Um, now I, it was just very shocking when I saw this picture of myself, I was like, what the heck? Like, this is, this is bad. Like, this is not good. And n not like objectively bad, but just like, I did not, I did not want to look like, like that. I didn't want to look like that. And I also looking back now, I remember just feeling horrible all the time. Um, low energy, my strength was very low. My mood was not that great. I kind of just, I wasn't like a different person because I, I have changed over the years uh, because I've been improving myself. But like, I, yeah, there was just a different edge to my mood. It was kind of weird. Um, I saw this and I knew that like, I knew that I had to change something, but I, I didn't really know what to do. And I, I didn't think about it too hard. Then something really, really weird happened. I was working at a call center and I was selling vacations. And there was a new guy that started working there a couple weeks after me. And we got along really well. And he needed a ride home one day. And so I was going to take him home uh, in my car. But we were getting along so well. And I was like, hey, man, like, what are you doing today? Uh, he's like nothing. So he came over for a bit and hung out. Uh, and we were just like chilling on the couch. We were talking and he was like, dude, I was lifting for like really consistently for a while. And I haven't done it in like six months and I just feel so bad about it. And like, I need somebody to hold me accountable. And I was like, you know what, man, I'm with you. <laughs> um, I took weights in my freshman and sophomore year of high school. Then I moved from Missouri to Utah and I was all in on like theater and choir and stuff like that. So weights uh, took, uh, took a hike basically. Um, I wasn't lifting weights anymore. And the weights that I did lift freshman, sophomore year didn't really do anything because I wasn't like the nutrition wasn't there to back it up. I didn't know anything about nutrition. They didn't teach us about nutrition because the only thing that the weights coach cared about was the football guys because he was also the football coach. You guys know how that goes. So um, freshman, sophomore year weights didn't do much. But after I moved out, after I graduated high school in 2017 and moved out like a month later, I for the two and a half years leading up to this point when I'm telling this story to this guy that I work with, I had tried so many times to get started with fitness and like stick to it. I had tried so many times to develop a habit of working out, but here's what would happen. Let me know if you can relate to this. I would start to get sick and tired of my life and where I was at I would get tired of my financial situation and my appearance and how I felt and just my lifestyle in general. I would get tired of it. I would get so sick of it. And so I would be so invigorated and motivated and just on fire, like ready to go. 
And I would wake up the next day at a really good time. I'd be like, all right, I'm going to wake up at this time every single day. I would go to the gym. I'd do a super hard workout. I would eat this like really healthy meal that I cooked for myself. And that would last about a week or two at most. Now, motivation is powerful. It can get you to do that, what I just told you. But it's not enough to stick to it. Pair the uh, weaker feeling or whatever you want to call it of motivation, like comparing that to discipline, which is much stronger, much more powerful. So you have a a weaker uh, element to the equation like motivation, and then you pair that with the fact that I was trying to change so many different things in my life at the same time, that is a recipe for burnout and failure, ultimately. And that's what happened over and over and over. I believe it was like three or four times in the span of a couple years that I tried to get into fitness and I just couldn't do it. I couldn't stick to it. And I was really starting to get frustrated. So I'm sitting on the couch with my coworker and we're talking and I'm like, yeah, dude, like this is my experience and like I'm with you. I agree. I need somebody to hold me accountable and I just need to stop making excuses. And he was like, yeah, I agree. And I was like, let's go to the gym right now. I had a gym at my apartment complex and he was like, all right, let's do it. (laughs) So we got up. (laughs) He didn't have gym clothes with him. I didn't bother putting any on myself. We got up, we walked out the door and walked down to the gym and we started working out. This was one of the best things that I could have ever done. Now, I know this sounds crazy, but there is something, something was different about this time because I wasn't trying to like fix my sleep schedule. I wasn't trying to fix my eating. I wasn't trying to like, you know, I was simply going to the gym. That's all. I just went to the gym. I was like, I am going to work out. Like this is, this is my life now. It has to be because I, I need to take care of my health. What example is that going to set for my children? If I'm not prioritizing my health. They're going to pick up on that. They're going to learn from that. And it. I'm going to be partially to blame if they die young of some disease that could have been preventable or if they can't you know, participate in sports that they really want to participate in or whatever it might be. So I was thinking about those things and I was like, this is my life now. So me and my coworker went into the gym. We worked out. We didn't go super crazy. We didn't go burn ourselves out. We just went in and lifted some weights for fun. And that was the key. It was for fun. Yes, like there was some motivation involved. There was some hype involved. uh, But it was fun. We had fun. I never saw Brandon again after that. He disappeared. 
He never came back to work. He never answered my texts. Um, he's gone. I've never heard from him again. Now, I don't know if he just up and moved. He was talking about, he was from Florida and like, he had some like weird friend and family stuff going on, but like he had moved to Springfield and was working at the place I was working at. And like, anyway, I, I saw him for about a week until we hung out that day. We went in the gym and I got my first workout in like for fun, basically ever. And then I never saw him again. So I don't know if he moved or if he died or if he was an angel. <laughs> like, I don't know. He's the angel of uh, creatine past. I, I don't know. I'd, I have no idea what happened to him or if he was even real. <laughs> I don't know. But this guy was like the catalyst for me getting in to fitness. I, I cannot explain it. Super weird. So how was it rocky? Well, it was rocky because I, first of all, I was trying to educate myself because I wasn't educated before this on fitness. Um, I didn't really understand like macros. I didn't understand calories. I thought that you could spot, spot reduce fat, which is false. Uh, you know, I just didn't know anything. I've, I've learned a lot since then about weightlifting and cardio and all these other crazy things that are involved with fitness. And so the education process was difficult. It was mentally straining because like, there's a lot of information to sift through. There's a lot of bullshit to sift through. And you have to be very careful with who you take advice from. Now, luckily, I think I had a pretty good, I, I had a pretty good bullshit meter, to be honest, because the guys that I found in the beginning, I still follow to this day, and they're very well respected in the fitness community. Uh, guys like Sean Nalawani and Jeff Nippard, just to name a couple, those guys, uh, they call everybody else out on their BS. Like they, they call out Jeff Nippert is very research-based and Sean Nalawani. He is like always pointing out how there are these influencers that are just saying a bunch of stupid crap to sell things to people. And, uh, like those guys were influential in my journey, but again, it was still rocky because I had to sift through all of this educational content and figure out what was going to work for me. I went through a period of time where I was tracking calories, but I didn't have a clear goal. And part of the reason why I didn't have a clear goal, like my goal was to lose fat and build muscle. That is such a vague, ambiguous goal. Like where do you expect that's going to get you? I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, I think that I was afraid of setting a goal and not achieving it. Sound familiar? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that there's been times in your life where you've been afraid to 
be clear about a goal that you have because you're afraid that when you set it in stone, you won't hit it. But maybe there's also a part of us that's afraid that we will. And we're afraid to give up our comforts. It's kind of an interesting thing to think about. But I do think that that was a really big contributing factor in me not setting clear goals for myself. So that was tough. I went through a phase where I was counting calories, but then it just got a little overwhelming. I went through a phase where I you know, had plenty of protein powder every day and every week, and then I stopped buying it. Um, I went through a phase where I was... So one thing that was consistent was I was in the gym every single week, except for maybe two weeks for a year straight. I hit my year anniversary or my gym versary is what I was calling it. I hit my gym versary on August 5th of 2022 last year. And it felt amazing. At this time I had a little like fitness Instagram. It was just a personal like journal of my fitness journey, which was cool to have. But I hit my 1 year gym versary and uh I'll put a picture up right now. This is what I looked like on my gymversary. So, as you can see, I made some progress. I I was able to build a, a decent amount of muscle. I could have built a lot more if I had more protein and if I was more consistent with nutrition. I could have lost a lot more fat, but I made progress. It was a year of my life that could have been more productive. The results could have been more impressive, but I was consistent in the gym for that year. Um, then things got pretty crazy in life. Um, <laughs> I mean, they were already crazy at this point with the gymversary because I had a huge job change and it was all really crazy. But then, uh, as some of you know, six months ago, uh, Cole and I moved to Nashville and it, during this move, we had like zero income pretty much. It's been very crazy. It's been a very rough time. Um, things are okay now, and I'm really grateful for that. But yeah, there was about six, uh, nine months. It's been nine months since I've been in a gym. And yeah, it was just, it. I kind of had a break. I kind of fell off a little bit. Now, I was still eating mindfully throughout this time, which is, you know, another thing that I can be proud of myself for. I was eating mindfully. Um, I was a lot more aware of like the foods that I was eating and how relatively healthy they were. I ate way less fast food than I used to. So even though I wasn't in the gym, I was still making healthy choices. But I still haven't lost the amount of fat that I would like to. I haven't built the amount of muscle that I would like to, which the muscle building thing can take 10 years to max out your genetic potential, naturally at least. So that's fine. So where are we right now? I mean, that's it sounds a little messy, hopefully. That sounds messy to you. Uh, 
it didn't go to plan. I didn't lose as much fat as I wanted to. I really wanted to get to 12% body fat and I just, I never got there. I got close-ish. Like, I'm sure the lowest I got was like 16%, which isn't actually that close. <laughs> I I believe I started this journey at about 27% body fat in that picture from August 2021. I'm pretty sure I was 27-ish percent body fat. I was able to get down to like 18 was the last time that I had measured it before I stopped going to the gym. So, I mean, that's a considerable amount of progress, but I could have, I could have done more. So it's been messy. Where am I now? I am in a position in my life where going to the gym doesn't make sense just because of my schedule and my priorities. Uh, Yeah, there's just some things in my life that make it to where going to the gym doesn't make sense. But uh, for the past couple weeks, it's been like two and a half, almost three weeks, I have been doing body weight exercises at home nearly every single day. Um, I think out of the last like 20 days, I've done 18 of those days that I've worked out in the morning. And so at the very beginning of this episode, I mentioned that I'm recommitting to fat loss. I just started tracking my calories again. But the cool thing is things have been so messy and so like all over the place that now I know the value of certain concepts because it was all over the place and messy. I was able to gain the experience necessary to come to a place where I can have a new perspective. I can come at this even more with a lifestyle attitude instead of a phase attitude. Um, so here's a quote that I have made up that I really like that's been really helpful for me to keep in mind, and I know that it's helped some other people as well. And that quote is, believing in yourself requires proof. Create that proof. It's that simple. Like, in order for you to truly believe in yourself, maybe I, maybe I could change it too because belief is different than knowing something. So I guess knowing that you can succeed requires proof. And you need to create that proof for yourself every day. I'll give you a perfect example. With me counting my calories today, I I know that I have been cutting my calories fairly well just through guesswork over the past couple weeks because I have started to lose weight a little bit. But you can't do guesswork when you're trying to get to 12% body fat. That's just not going to happen. So I knew that I would have to count calories and I've done a lot of research and like just kind of refreshed myself a little bit on counting calories and how your uh, your daily expenditure is like a moving target and you have to move along with your progress and all that stuff. And so anyway, I made a meal tonight that was very high volume. So there's a lot of food, but relatively low calorie. I've 
heard people talk about this before, how like you can cook. Um, okay, so typically when you think of weight loss, you think of starving yourself in some form or another. You think of going on a really low calorie, going on a really low calorie diet <laughs> and just not eating very much. And the thing is, I've done intermittent fasting for about probably nine months, six to nine months. And I actually really enjoy intermittent, intermittent, just for those of you that don't know what I'm saying, intermittent fasting. Uh, it's not intermediate fasting, like I've heard some people say. So intermittent fasting is basically just where you uh, condense your eating into an eight-hour window out of 24 hours in the day. So there's 16 hours that you go without eating and then eight hours that you do eat. For most people, that looks like skipping breakfast and then eating lunch in the early afternoon and having a big dinner. But you can do it however you want. It's literally just a way to kind of cut a meal out of your routine so that you can eat a little bit more at at the two meals that you do keep. And it's just makes it easier to hit your calorie goals. It's nothing special. Don't think that intermittent fasting is the only way to lose fat because it's not but i've enjoyed it because i find that i have more mental clarity in the morning than when i have like a really big breakfast um, i tend to just function better on an empty stomach in the morning but i did have breakfast this morning and it was nice but when you think of fat loss you think of starving yourself in one form or another but it's crazy because as I was approaching today, which is I've been planning for about a week now to start counting calories today, I came across this video of this guy and he was like, you do not have to eat little in order to lose fat. You just need to eat high volume, low calorie foods, which makes sense. But he, in this video, he showed how you could make these big meals for like really low calories. And one thing that really clicked for me because of the other things that I've experienced and experimented with and the things that I've failed at, uh, he was mentioning how vegetables are, are like the hero of high volume meals. And it makes sense because vegetables are very, very low in calories, very high in minerals and vitamins and um they're they typically are pretty big and i was like duh i don't eat enough vegetables like i mainly just have like a carb and a protein for my meals and i do eat fruit every day but vegetables i sometimes eat every day that sentence doesn't make any sense Sometimes I eat vegetables, but there are many days where I don't. So I did something different tonight. I made a meal similar to something that he made. I basically uh, chopped up some chicken thighs and sauteed them. And then I chopped up part of an eggplant, a bell pepper, and an onion. And I mixed those in together. I'm pretty decent at cooking now because I've been cooking like on my own for almost seven years. Maybe it has been seven years. So... I'm fairly confident in my cooking skills and I knew I would make it taste good and I did but I'm telling you I had a plate like this big so the plate was this big but the mound of food was like like this 
It was like a big portion of food. And it was 716 calories. There was rice, a good amount of chicken, and a bunch of like vegetables. And it was delicious. <laughs> and the thing is, if you had three like little cheeseburgers from McDonald's, that would be over 950 calories. Look it up. Over 950 calories for like three of those little cheeseburgers. And you know you could slam those and still be hungry. I am not hungry. <laughs> I had this meal and had calories to spare for the rest of my day. So I had a spoonful of peanut butter. But like that was very eye-opening for me. And I'm in a place in my journey because it's been so messy where this is a truth of fitness of like, hey, like vegetables are good for multiple different reasons, but here's a really solid reason why you should include vegetables in your diet. Like now I understand, oh, even though like physically it looks like there's more food, so it'd be more calories, I'm actually able to have a little bit less rice, which there's a, a lot more calories and carbs than there are in vegetables, or I guess in starches. Like I take a little bit of that away and I can have so many more vegetables and it's way more filling and it's vegetables are good for you. Everybody knows that. So that's just an example of something that happened today where it's something that I already knew that was true, but it was much more relevant to my situation now because I've had a little bit of a rocky journey. This is something that I can take with me for the rest of my life and go, hey, like I can stay lean and still have big fulfilling meals. I just, there was a component that I was overlooking. There's a lot of things to pay attention to in fitness. There's a lot of things that you can get wrong. Um, the, the more lofty your goals are, the more complicated it's going to be. Like if you want to lose fat, you need to be in a caloric deficit. If you want to gain muscle, you need to have a good amount of protein, which is typically 0.8 to uh, 1.2 grams of protein per pound of your body weight per day. And uh, you need to have sufficient calories. If you want to gain muscle and lose fat at the same time, which is totally possible, you need to be in a slight caloric deficit while still getting plenty of protein, which is difficult sometimes. So, and this is just, we're just talking about building muscle and losing fat. Like there's so many other fitness goals that you can have, uh, especially surrounding athleticism. Um, but I'm, I'm not going to get into that because I don't have a whole lot of experience with that. Like there's a lot to pay attention to. There's a lot to get right. There's so many things that you can get wrong. But the fundamental truths are very simple. Be in an energy deficit if you want to lose fat. If you want to gain weight, be in an energy surplus. Protein is the building block of muscle. Get enough vitamins and minerals so that your body can function. Drink enough water. It's not that hard. Carbs aren't bad for you. Fats aren't bad for you. Protein isn't bad for you. Like, It's simple, but there's a lot of components to get right in order to hit goals. And that's why there's a lot of BS to sift through. I'm saying all this in hopes that it will help you with your fitness journey too. If your journey has been inconsistent or disappointing or 
humiliating even. You know, maybe you've told people about your goals and here you are three years later and uh, you're, you have even more weight on you than you did before or whatever the case might be. I want you to know that your fitness journey should be rocky. Should it improve over time? Should it get more consistent? Should it get more systematized, more predictable, more encouraging? Yes, of course. But just because you've had a rocky history with fitness doesn't mean that you're necessarily doing it wrong. Because in my opinion, it's okay for you to kind of fumble around for a few years or even 10 years or 20 years if that's what it's going to take for you to really internalize the basic truths of fitness. If you want to change your life, you have to change your body. I'm not saying you can't make progress in other areas of your life if, uh, if you're overweight or if you're malnourished or whatever it might be. But what I'm saying is that, and you can ask a lot of people that have made huge changes in their life, the gym has been the catalyst for that for them because the gym has a lot of parallels to progress in real life. I'm going to get into that topic another time, but let these words be encouraging to you. Let my story be encouraging to you. Um, oh, duh. Here's a picture of what I look like today. It's a little vulnerable, but I need to keep myself accountable. So, yeah, um, lifting weights consistently um, will help you get big. <laughs> and I haven't been doing that for like nine months. So I think I've lost a little bit of muscle mass, but I can get it back. So I'm going to be at 12% body fat by September 25th. Mark my words. And yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited. Um, I'm reinvigorated. Um, I have more discipline than I've ever had in my life. So I know that this is going to work because over time I've created that proof for myself. I know that I can succeed now, whereas before I didn't. And you can feel that way about yourself too. If you've had a rocky history with fitness, just know that that's part of the process. And that's good because you'll be able to take that experience and those failures and how you've overcome them and use that to create a lifestyle for yourself, not work yourself into a fad diet every other month. I wish you all of the best with your fitness journey. If uh, you haven't really started your fitness journey yet, the, I would check those guys out that I mentioned, Sean Nalawani, Jeff Nippard. Um, oh man, I'm sure there's one more. Uh, Jeremy Ether, three solid guys that you could follow. Um, I don't know, I'm not super familiar with any uh, female fitness influencers because I'm not female, so, but they're out there. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I have for today, guys. It's, uh, life is crazy and rocky and there's ups and downs, but it's all part of the process and the sooner you let go and embrace it and allow yourself to just kind of roll with the waves, the more enjoyable it's going to be. And the more 
beauty that you can find in the difficult times. So what struggles have you had with fitness? Are you like me? Have you tried over and over and over to stick to it, but you've done too much at once and you've burnt out? Have you never lifted a weight in your life? Um, do you prefer to run every morning and you don't lift weights at all? Let me know down in the comments below this video. And uh, if you're on streaming platform, feel free to reach out. I'd love to hear from you. Hop over to YouTube. You can find me on all social media platforms at the Nolan Void. And I'll see you guys next time.